0: Name. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you, in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fountains. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips.
1: I'm going to lift up Jesus. Of Jesus. I'm going to live some Jesus. God of mercy and grace Let your name forevermore be lifted high For your praise is on our lips As we sing about your goodness May your words and through our lives we testify I'm gonna lift up Jesus your name forevermore be lifted high. Oh, your praise is on our lips as we sing about your goodness. May our words and through our lives we testify. So be exalted in this place, God of mercy and grace your name forevermore, lift it high Oh, your praise is on our lips As we sing about your goodness Near your words and through our lives we testify Singing glory, hallelujah singing glory hallelujah, singing glory hallelujah, I'm going to lift up Jesus, I'm going to lift up Jesus, pain it's your father Your desire, lift your voice, sing. Send your fire. Send your fire. Send your spirit. Send your fire.
0: We've got a revival, Father. This morning, we thank you for your fire. You are a God of fire, and we worship you. We glorify your Son, Jesus, in this place today, and we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Spirit of grace, this morning. You are the God of revival. Say, He is the God of revival. This morning, Father, we declare and decree that you are God of revival to planet Earth. You are God of revival to the United States of America. You are God of revival to the state of Nebraska. You are God of revival to Northeast Nebraska. You are God of revival to Norfolk, Nebraska. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that you're doing a new thing. We thank you, Father, that you're pouring out your Spirit in these last days. We worship you most high. And we honor you, God, revival in this place. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Now, this is the word I got this morning. I want to pray for you. I don't need to get into any details. But if you're struggling with something today, that's the word I got, struggle. If you're struggling with something, whether it be sickness, disease, finances, anything, I'm going to wait just a couple minutes. If you're struggling with something, We're going to pray for you, lay hands on you, believe God's grace is sufficient. He gives you the grace to endure. Praise your Lord Jesus. Praise your Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. Everybody extend your hands towards God's saints today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come in agreement, Lord God, for the greater one to rise up within you. That you'll not be moved by what you see, what you feel, or what you hear. But you'll purpose in this hour, start to draw near. Draw near to the One who can equip you, anoint you, and strengthen you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Don't be moved by circumstances. For your God is able to put you over. Father, we thank you for the anointing of God this day. In the name of Jesus, God's grace and God's mercy is sufficient today in Jesus' name. God's grace is sufficient for you and your family in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, for the battle is not yours. The battle is God's victory. is yours in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, strength to overcome. Anointing. Thank you, Father, for your goodness flowing to her this day. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of my testimony. So speak and declare God's word in this hour. Amen. Amen. You may be...
2: If you have your Bibles, open to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you watch the news at all, you know, one of the big news stories this week is all the cargo ships off the coast of California and the other coastlines, and they're telling you to prepare because there could be shortages. And I understand exactly everything that's going on, but, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have a little extra toilet paper, some pork and beans, whatever you need. But the thing I don't understand is why... When they tell you to prepare, we only think toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've had a year and a half to build our faith for healing. And yet people are still living in just fear of COVID. And I understand it does make people sick. So does the vaccine. But we need to build our faith. We need to be prepared. Now, I love this statement that Paul wrote. In First Corinthians chapter twelve verse one, he says, "Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant, and so many uh, we just live in ignorance so much we just don 't understand or we don 't know what 's going on and in in the natural it 's hard to see what 's going on, but we can be steadfast and full of faith and have understanding of the word of God that will get us through anything. If you, just so that we're on the same page, I just want to hit some things very quickly before we go on to all of this. We have the Old Testament, and you know that from Genesis to Malachi is the Old Testament. That is the Old Covenant. It was primarily given to the nation of Israel. Then we have from... Matthew to Revelation, this is basic stuff. New covenant, it is built on better promises. It does not make the Old Testament word of God void and worthless, but the New Testament is specifically for the people living in the dispensation of the church. So from Matthew to John, we have the Gospels. That is the life, ministry, and purpose for Jesus on the earth. Then we have the book of Acts, and that's really uh, the birth of the church, the birth of the New Testament church. And then we have the epistles. There's instructions specifically for the New Testament church. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God worked primarily through prophets, priests, and kings. It wasn't for everyone. In the New Testament, if you're a believer, the, the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and all the gifts of the Spirit are available to us, to the believer. So this is what Paul was dealing with then when he went into these nations and began to preach the gospel. And it's interesting to me that he took, that God took Paul, a man of the law, who was trained up in all the legalisms of the Old Testament in the nation of Israel, and he takes them to pagan nations If you understand in his Corinthians and Ephesians, they were pagan nations. Worshipped idols, human sacrifices, just weirdness and evil. And God sends him to them and a revival breaks out. And so then Paul comes along and he starts writing these books because everything's new. Everything's new in the whole world. Because of Jesus, but it's especially new to these pagan nations, to the Gentiles, who now have, the, have God available in their lives. And so he gives instructions for this. And that's what he says, starting in verse 1 of chapter 12. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. In other words, we need to get some understanding of this. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. What he's saying is, if Jesus is Lord of your life, then you need to understand the Word of God in these things. Then he goes on, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are different diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. In other words, I used the illustration a few weeks ago about God issues to you what you have need of for the battle you're in or for the calling you're in. So if... You know, just like in the military, he will issue, they issue you what you have need of. If you are in the infantry, you get rifles. If you are going to parachute in, you get a parachute. They issue you, and it's the same thing. God will issue you what you have need of for your calling. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom. So these are now the ministry, or the gifts of the Spirit. So they're, they're listed here. It says, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one to profit for all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith. That's supernatural faith. That's like red sea parting faith. Okay. To another gifts of healings by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Now all these gifts were manifest at times in the Old Testament through the prophets, priests, or kings except tongues and interpretation of tongues. In the Old Testament, tongues is only really mentioned one time, and that's in the 28th chapter of Isaiah, and he prophesies it. Remember, God does nothing in the earth unless the prophets speak it forth. So he prophesied that. So all this is new. And we have to understand we're living in a new era. Not the major, not... There could be no change like Jesus coming on the earth like that. But it's still major. And Lance Walnow talks about every 20 years there is a cultural shift. And every 40 years there is a major cultural shift. So if we, that's in the natural, they can see these things by following history. So you had the charismatic revival and it went to about 1980 and then it started to shift. So we are not only in the 20 year cultural shift period, we are in the 40 year cultural shift period, which is biggie. Okay, so we have to learn to understand that and and how to function and we have to be able to adapt. The word of God never changes but he helps us to adapt. So we have to understand these things. So we're going to go through these things the next few weeks and break these down because there are the gifts of the Spirit, there are ministry gifts, and there's fruits of the Spirit. And through the years, I've just, people get those all mixed up in their mind. So we're just going to take our time, break them down, go through them. Because if we're going to prepare, then we have to understand how to function and flow in these things and what's going on. Because God doesn't change. These things are going to become more evident, more usable, should I say that way, than ever before. So this week, if you're wondering what to read in the Word of God, I would encourage you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because we'll go from there the next few weeks if everything goes as planned. We're going to receive this morning's tithes and offerings. And talking about preparing... I don't know what he wants. Anyway, talking about preparing, the, when it flooded, we had a baptismal. And it was compromised during the flood, and we just got rid of it. And if we're going to prepare for the harvest, we need to understand spiritual gifts, but we also need to be prepared in the natural. We need to have a baptismal. We have one picked out right now. It's going to cost us around $3,000 It'll take a few weeks because it's kind of custom built and shipped. So in the next few weeks, if you would like to help with that, um, just on your offering envelope, just put other, put baptismal in the amount. Otherwise, just your regular tithes and offerings. And we would appreciate that. We're going to get that order and get that going because if we're going to believe for the harvest, we've got to be prepared in every area like this. So ushers, you may go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
1: i
0: Say, He is worthy. Amen. Amen. Look in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1 this morning. And as you turn there, we're going to uh, declare and decree some things this morning. We're good about reading and maybe and thinking about things, but you got to speak it out. Amen. Say this with me. In Him I live. And move and have my being. Everything I have need of is in Christ. I abide in Him. I live in Christ. He is the vine. I am the branch. God's life and love is in me. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am His workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works in Christ. I have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. The law of the life of Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. One more. Because I am in Christ, the greater one lives in me he 's greater than the devil, greater than disease, greater than covid greater than circumstances, and he lives in me see you need to remind yourself of that every day. Christ lives in you that 's what we 've started we've started a series and and to help you the believer become more god inside minded let me review quickly and then We'll talk about some other things. We said the things we allow to dominate our thoughts will shape our future. So you are a product of what you're thinking about. Amen? If all you think about is sickness and disease, you'll be sick and suffer disease. If all you think about is poverty, lack, and debt, guess what? That's what you're going to experience. You and I must see ourselves as others Through God's eyes. So you need to see yourself and other people through whose eyes? God's eyes. You and I must believe God's word and confess what his word says about who we are in Christ. Never judge yourself by your past or your weaknesses. How many of you got a past? Amen. Too many people overvalue what they are not and undervalue what they really are. Now, in Colossians chapter 1, I want to read to you a portion of the Scripture. Colossians one twenty four. this is the Apostle Paul. He says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ, The hope of glory. The revealed mystery of God is Christ living in you. When Paul uses the expression in Christ, he's revealing to the believer the new life he has now through his relationship with Christ. Most Christians do not understand that. And... um, Rick Renner made this statement, and I wrote it down. He says, the moment you received Jesus as your Savior by faith, God sowed His Spirit and Word into your heart like a seed. Say, like a seed. And you were spiritually born again by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. And just like apples always produce apples, oranges produce oranges, God's seed inside of you immediately begins to produce God. Each believer is placed into Christ at the new birth, but he is in Christ as a seed. Say, I am in Christ as a seed. Then he goes and says, and unless the spiritual roots of his being root themselves into the life of Christ, stability is impossible. Impossible. So unless you and I, put down our spiritual roots in Christ, will be unstable people. How many of you think there's some unstable Christians out there today? Sure there are. And we've got to, in in these last days, make sure we put down a good root system. Now, we said God's will is fruit production. You're not going to produce fruit until you put down some roots. Bottom line. Adam and Eve, God said, he blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply on the earth. If you want to know God's will, he wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to be successful and do it his way. He told Noah in Genesis 8, 17, be fruitful and multiply on the earth. He told Abraham in Genesis 17, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. Psalm 92, they shall still bear fruit in old age. So when you get older, how many of you are getting older? He still expects you and I to produce fruit. And then Colossians 1.10 says that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work. Look at John 15. John chapter 15. These are the words of Jesus. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Sometimes we don't like that takeaway part. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. I don't know about you, but I'm going through a pruning. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but it's necessary if you're going to produce fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to abide in me or abide in the word. And I in you As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me or you abide in the word. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me or the word and I in him bears much fruit. How many of you want to produce much fruit? I do. For without me or without the word you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me or the word of God he's cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they're burned if you abide in me or my word and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples that's a good passage of scripture and that's that's what you and I need to realize if we're going to produce fruit in these last days and, and be productive believers. We need to be abiding in the Word of God. Then I talked about Mark chapter four. Why don't you look over there, Mark four, because whether you like it or not, one of it, you and I fit in one of these four categories. You can find yourself in Mark chapter four. And I, I want—I wasn't—I was going to skip over, but I do want to read it, and then we'll end on a positive note. This is where the parable of the sowers explained in chapter four and verse thirteen. And he said to them, "Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables?" The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the white wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately. And takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground. Who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves. And they so endure for uh, only for a time. That's where the tambourine people fit. Right Nate? Right. You want to talk about tambourine people. Talk to Nate. Afterward, when the, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately stumble. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Now this is where I want to be. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some a 100. The Amplified Bible says it this way. These are sown on the good soil. Say good soil. Who hear the word and receive and accept and welcome it and bear fruit. See, this, this all has to do with your attitude and my attitude when it comes to the word of God. You receive it. You accept it, you welcome it, and you bear fruit. That's a good attitude. That's a good heart's attitude. It's not, and we all have days, sometimes, how many of you, sometimes you just have days where it's harder to read the word. We all have those days. And I recognize that, and, and I've got a confession that, I, that I, I don't say it all the time about the Word of God and how I, how I need to hunger for the Word of God. You and I need that, that hunger for the Word more than ever before. Many times Christians get overwhelmed and think they just got to read 400 chapters a day. Kathy's real good. She'll take a passage of Scripture she'll take one scripture and just meditate on it and chew on it. So don't let the devil beat you up because you don't read, you know, a bunch of chapters every day. Take a chapter and take time and concentrate on it. Meditate upon it. He says, and he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. This is in verse 24. The measure of thought thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the major virtue and knowledge that comes back to you and more besides will be given to you who hear See, you reap what you sow If you spend time in the word spend time in prayer you're going to reap a spiritual harvest so it's all with your attitude and i've, I've told you the story but i was a little boy and We used to go to Lincoln and see the relatives. We'd drive from Pearbury, and it took a little over an hour, an hour and a half to get to, to, to where this family member lived. And she was Aunt Blanche, and she was a Baptist woman, a godly woman. She loved God, and she had a big brick home on Holdreach Street in Lincoln, Nebraska. And as a little boy, I was always, you know excited to go there because it was such a big house. There was even a, a set of stairways that went from the kitchen that the servants would go back and forth and the maid back and forth. It was, it was really quite a place. And you'd walk into the, into the home and there was a baby grand piano. And then she had a, a dining room set. And it was, it was beautiful, beautiful china set when you came. And, I mean, she went all out. But the thing is I remember, I, w- I was just a little boy, she'd come to the door to, to, to greet us, and I'm talking about how you should receive the Word of God, and she would receive my mom and dad and my, my sister and I, and so eagerly, and I can still see her, she was a short woman, dressed. this woman dressed and had jewelry on every day. Maybe back then that's how they did it. She had a beautiful dress, she had jewelry. And, and I can remember her earrings, but the thing that I remember the most is her lips. They were, they were big. For something, God, um, she's listening today. Aunt Blanche, she, they really weren't that big, but to a little boy, they, they were big. And they sparkled, and she had lipstick on, and, and she'd be right there, and the first thing she did was grab me kiss me and i grew up with german stoic german family we didn't do a lot of that and uh but she did and she she just welcomed us in into her home isn't that wonderful i mean she just the the, the hospitality and the first time i'll i'll never forget this i ever saw my father cry when i was young and he broke down and cried at her funeral as they were playing the Hallelujah Chorus. And uh, so, fond memories of her, but she knew how to receive. And see, we need to be that way with the Word of God. And, and if you don't feel that way, you don't feel like reading the Word some days, don't beat yourself up. Just talk to Him. I've gotten so, I just talk to Him more and more, heart to heart, spirit to spirit. Tell Him how I feel. Now I don't spend all my time, I mean we can all spend our time complaining. I speak the word, I pray the word, but I'm, I'll say, Father, I just, I don't feel like it. I just don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like worshiping today. I don't feel like getting in the word today, but Father, I'm going to do my best. And I tell you, it must just do His heart good to know that, that His children are down there walking by faith and not by sight. Not being moved by how they feel. You want to know if you're growing spiritually? If you're not moved by your feelings every day. Because Steve, as we get older, we have more feelings. Remember that song? Feelings. We feel. We don't. We're we're achy and we're stiffer and it's harder to move around. It takes us a while to get started in the morning. You can't live by how you feel. You've got to walk by faith, and that's what blesses. only thing that pleases our Heavenly Father is faith. And so just start worshiping God by faith. I was singing yesterday out of my heart and upstairs over there, and Abe was over here cleaning, or I would have come in here, and I didn't want to fiddle with Abe, so I just I went upstairs, and I wanted to be by myself, and pretty soon there's a knock on the door. And it's Abe. He says, "What do you need? Do you need anything for tomorrow?" He's very, very, you know, careful about and polite about that. And I, I, I did you hear me singing? I was singing. <laughs> I you, It doesn't embarrass me with you. It doesn't bother because you're like a son. It doesn't bother me. But if anybody else would have come up, they'd think, my God. Yeah, Dwayne, the trucker next door, or the UPS guy, or or the plumber who came walked in on me one day when I was on my knees praying in other tongues he just walked he didn't even knock on the door just walked right in and I'm going "Ah, ah, ah." but see you got to do that by faith so I encourage you if you don't sing then put on a CD and listen to something and it gets you going you don't have he doesn't expect you you know you have to carry a tune but make a joyful noise But do something by faith. Open the book and say, Father, it's been dry to me. I I don't feel like reading the Word. Holy Spirit, teach me. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things. Start speaking by faith. I'm hungry. I thank you, Father. There's a spiritual hunger in me. I thank you, Lord God, that, that you're a God of revival and you're reviving me. You've got to declare and decree a thing, and it will be established for you. So this is important. I wrote this statement down. Those who disbelieve are, they're indifferent will lose whatever ability for understanding they had and therefore will continue in ignorance. In other words, if you're in unbelief or you just have this attitude, I don't care, but I've got to go to church I gotta read the Bible, he says. I gotta pray. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. That's an attitude. And you're not gonna get anything. Amen. We said that there's some growth promoters. And we, we read from Psalm 1 and Jeremiah 17 and, and, uh, uh, we talked about getting planted in the Word and planted in the local church. I want you to look at Psalm 92. And I said all this to come to this. (coughs) Psalm 92. This has always been one of my favorite psalms because I am a preacher. I'm not going to read the whole psalm, but I want to begin in verse 12 of Psalm 92. Because we talked about bearing fruit. We talked about how when you're born again, you, you start as a seed. And then you have to grow from there. But it says here, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He's my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. It's so important. And I, you know, I'm going to say this to the, you know, to the last day, last sermon I preach, I'm going to tell you, you need to get planted in the Word and you need to get planted in the church. You've got to put spiritual roots down in the house of God. And I'll, I'll say something. We have a remnant here that gets it because you're here every week. You're here when we pray. You're here when the doors are open. But see, this is the thing that bothers Nate and I and others when we go to a convention and we see people and and we understand authority. And uh, when you have a church like Lord of Hosts that puts a convention on like that, that's a big deal. It's very expensive. But on the other hand, when you get people that don't have any spiritual root system and they come through the door and they're carrying their instruments, I, you know, I, 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 I want you to realize that if you ever see somebody walk in our door with a tambourine, you have my permission. Don't go up to him, Bobby, and whack him. Just go up and say, "Um, you, you need to honor the house." If what, you know. When I go knock on your door and just, just walk right in and rock to the refrigerator, open it and say, what's to eat? Now, God bless you, some of you would, you would say, what would you like? But, but it's an attitude and you've got to respect the authority. The ultimate authority, but you need to respect the authority in this house. You don't let your kids run around and do everything they want to do. They have to respect your authority. So when people come in that are planted, I call them spiritual nomads. They roam from convention to convention, church to church. You're not going to, you're not going to flourish in the courts of your God. You're not going to produce fruit for God. You're not going to advance the kingdom of God. You're going to hinder some things. And that's why I, I get that Clint Eastwood twitch when I see women with tambourines. I saw a miracle. I saw a man with a tambourine and the poor man couldn't even keep track, keep, keep the rhythm going. He was off. And finally I had to go talk to the usher and say, you need to do something about him. And they did. Now it wasn't, it wasn't my convention. It was Pastor Hank's convention. So I, I did not have authority to go to that man and say, stop that. They did. I respect authority. I went through the proper channels. In fact, the usher said, we need to go through the proper channels to deal with that. And I thought, well, how many channels do you need? One. So people like that are never going to grow because they've never put down spiritual roots. Say, that's not me. I've got spiritual, a spiritual root system. Yeah. The, I, looked up, I looked up this word root. 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 Part of the plant below ground that can't be seen. You can't see the roots. But they're vital for holding the plant in place. They're vital for providing stability. There's so many problems today with believers and this COVID thing because there's no spiritual root system. They're moved by what everybody says instead of being moved by what the Father God says. They're in fear. There's no spiritual stability. The root draws water and nourishment from the soil and it stores the food. You got a spirit man. You can't see him. But you gotta feed your spirit daily. Second Kings nineteen thirty says and the remnant who would have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. First the root system Then fruit production. So until you put down roots, now some of you get it. Some of you are new to church here and haven't been members very long, but but you're getting it. You got to put down spiritual a root system, and you got to be careful what you listen to. Make sure you're listening to the right teachers, the right preachers. Make sure you're getting the Word of God. You're receiving it like Aunt Blanche received me. You have the proper attitude with the Word of God, and with spiritual matters. And if you don't, get your attitude adjusted, talk to God. He's a God of mercy and grace. Too many Christians, I'm almost done, do not have a spiritual root system. Too many Christians are not in the Word, and they're not planted in the church. You say, Pastor, what What if there's other uh, uh, guest speakers and other m- churches that are holding conventions? I have no problem with that. Hagan used to say, eat the hay, spit out the stubble. But when we have services at Harvest Church, I expect you to be here. I don't control you. You can go where you want. You have a will of your own, but have enough sense, common sense to eat the hay. Get the word of God. And if it's off, then don't go there. Growth in Christ is dependent upon being planted in the Word and in the local church. Colossians 2.6 says this, Since you've received the Christ, how many have received Jesus Christ? Let me see your hand if Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. Put your hand down. Since you've received the Christ, even Jesus the Lord... Conduct yourselves in the consciousness of union with Him. I like this translation. Since you've received Christ, Jesus the Lord, conduct yourself in the consciousness of union with Him. Was Jesus always conscious of the fact that He was hooked up with the Father? In fellowship with God the Father every day? You and I need to be conscious of the fact, rooted and grounded in this fact, that He is in us. Christ in me. Say, Christ in me. Every day where, when you go to work, when you go to school, whatever you're doing, be conscious of the fact that you're hooked up to the vine you're just a branch, but you're flowing together with the Spirit of God every day. He's in you. That's so important. Being firmly rooted once for all and gradually fortified by such union and made more and more steadfast in your faith. So you become more steadfast. I become more steadfast in my faith when I'm rooted in Him. I'm conscious of the fact that I'm in fellowship with the creator of the universe. E.W. Kenyon made this statement. Boy, and it's a good statement. think you can remember this. It's not very long. It's a sentence. Listen to this. Close your eyes. Every believer is in Christ. Say that with me. Every believer is in Christ now listen to the rest of this statement but his words are not in every believer every believer is in Christ remember you're in Christ as a seed when you're born again and receive him as your Lord and Savior but you have a responsibility to nurture that seed water that seed and see that it grows but his words are not in every believer See, is the Word of God in you? Well, you can put the Word of God in you every day. Let's make this confession. Stand to your feet, would you please? Let me read this sentence and then we'll confess together. We're talking about being in Christ as a seed. A seed cannot bear fruit unless it first falls into the ground and dies. So let's make this confession. I confess that I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh... I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Father, I thank you that I'm good ground, that I hear your word daily and understand it, and the word bears fruit in my life, sometimes a hundredfold, some 60 some 30 I am like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season my leaf shall not wither and whatever I do shall prosper Father thank you fulfilling me with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom spiritual understanding that I may walk worthy of you being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God Father today we thank you that we're all in Christ Jesus we thank You, Lord. We have the responsibility to develop our spiritual walk with You daily so that seed can grow. And Lord, we can put down a spiritual root system and bear abundant fruit upward for You. Father, I pray today there be an increased spiritual hunger birth within Your people at Harvest Church to know You, a desire to fellowship with You around Your Word in prayer and in worship. Oh, Father, I thank You. Let it be said of the people of Harvest Church that we found Your Word and did eat it. And Your Word was to us the joy and rejoicing of our hearts. Lord, I thank You for a greater spiritual hunger within every one of us today. We love You. We honor the Word of the Lord this morning. We honor... The Son of the living God, Jesus Christ. Lord of all, we worship you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and you have never invited Jesus Christ into your life to be your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to know He loves you. He died on a cross for you. He bore your sin, your sickness, and your disease, your poverty, lack, and debt. He was made sin who knew no sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. The great exchange: He took your sin and He gave you eternal life and a righteous, holy nature. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. The New birth, eternal life is a gift and it's free of charge. You can't earn it. You can't be a good member of a church, a good person. You have to cry out to God and say, Jesus, I ask you into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on a cross for me. I want to live eternally with you in heaven. God loves you and is extending to you this morning an invitation to become a child of the living God. He loves you. He knows every detail of your life. He knows your struggles. He knows your heartaches. He knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future, a hope, an expected end say Pastor Mike I want to ask Jesus into my heart I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life if that's you today I want you to slip your hand up I'm not going to embarrass you at all but if you want to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior raise your hand this morning okay I see those hands some of you raised your hands. You're already born again. You just need to, to, to renew your mind to that. And we'll do that in the days ahead. But I, I want to pray this prayer together because this is the most important prayer you and I could ever pray. Say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you. You died, Jesus, on a cross for me. You bore my sin. You bore my shame. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. I thank you that you love me with an everlasting love. I thank you. Because I've invited Jesus into my heart. Now I'm born again. A new creation in Christ. A child of God. I thank you, Lord Jesus. You're in my heart as a seed. And that seed will grow. And I'll produce fruit for you in the days ahead. I thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we worship you, we glorify you, we honor you this morning. Now, Holy Spirit, you know everyone here, you know the needs that they have. Minister, Holy Spirit, in the days ahead to those spiritual, physical, financial needs. Holy Spirit, deal with everyone in these in this room. Reveal to them their spiritual destiny in Christ. What you've called them to be. What you've called them to do. I thank you, Lord, everyone here today at the sound of my voice hears the voice of the Good Shepherd and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. We will abide in the vine. On a daily basis. And grow and produce fruit for you. We thank you, Father, this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, is anyone sick in body today? Did you need prayer for your physical body? Amen. Praise your Lord. He's so good. God is so good. And He loves us. Amen, amen, amen. If you raised your hand and you've never received the, the book on the new birth, Brad, would you get a couple of those for me, please? I want you to read that. Here's the, here's the last request. Will you come back to church? Will you come back to church? Will you get planted in the Word and in the local church? Amen. Well, you're going to produce fruit. Say, look at your neighbor and say, gosh, I I hope he's done. He just keeps going on and on. Look at your neighbor and say, produce fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Have a good week. And bless somebody.